Good morning, folks. Um, I'm back with uh, a new uh, offering this morning. I was uh, sitting here quietly, um, recovering from COVID and listening to the church music on the veranda. And I picked up Meryl, um, sorry, get the right name, Nan Merrill's um, book on praying the Psalms, which is a topic I'm very into at the moment, and I'm busy building a course on praying the Psalms. If anyone wants to know about that, it's going to run in August. Um, just give me a comment or or send me a WhatsApp on 0826015242 and I am in South Africa so that would have the prefix of plus two seven. But you know I was reading Bonhoeffer's book on the Psalms and he said that Psalm 45 was um, controversial and so I was intrigued pardon me, I was intrigued and I decided to um, look up the psalm and I looked it up in, in Nan's Merrill's book because she, she has written these psalms as such beautiful prayers but the essence remains and um, when, when I began to read it I just thought this is something that needs to be shared <clears throat> Pardon me. So here I go. I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to chat a little bit about it. Psalm 45. I address my verses to the heart of all hearts. My tongue is like the pen of a scribe. My heart overflows with gratitude and peace. You are the lodestar for humankind. Grace springs forth from your love. You, who are closer than our breath, speak to us from the silence. Those who listen and heed are blessed beyond belief. Put on the voice of authority, O beloved, Speak to us in your glory and grandeur. With mercy and strength, go forth for the cause of truth to teach love's way. With resolute authority, awaken your people toward wholeness. Your ways are narrow, and few there are who choose to follow. Many stumble and fall all along the way. Your divine presence endures forever and ever. Your sovereign edict is ordained with justice. Your love is unconditional, without reserve. Therefore, O Creator, O heart of love, anoint us with the oil of gladness to share with all. Your raiment is as fragrant blossoms, fruit of the earth, healing herbs from nature's bounty. From every direction, 
stringed instruments will gladden our hearts. Our friends will be mature and kind, filled with integrity, standing beside us in times of need. Hear, O peoples, consider and incline your ear. Forget what has gone before you. Turn your feet to the path of love. Open your hearts to the beloved. Learn of humility. Be blessed even in brokenness. For those are the treasures stored in eternity. All glorious is the soul within, the abode of the merciful one. Though many trials and suffering do you come to the beloved, refined by fire as you follow love's way. With joy and gladness you are led along as you awaken to the heart of your heart. Instead of a house of fear, you will come to dwell with love. You will radiate the light of truth to all the earth. There you will celebrate the beloved for all generations to come. The people will praise love's way forever and ever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. So the only thing um, that I can think of, if you read um, this psalm, that could be controversial, um, and it's certainly mentioned in Bonhoeffer's book, is that um, there is this inference to um, the Bride of Christ, being, uh, well, let me just see if I can find this place in Bonhoeffer's, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book. Um, yes, I've got it here. Uh, the much disputed Psalm 45 speaks of love to the Messia- Messianic king, of his beauty, his richness, his power. Upon marriage to this king, the bride is said to forget her people and her father's house and to pay homage to the king. For him alone she is said to adorn herself and to be led to him with joy. That is the song and prayer of the love between Jesus, the king and his church, which belongs to him. So that, um, you know, I, I can't understand why the psalm is controversial, except that maybe someone might take that passage uh, literally and assume that uh, Christ was married in in some way and, and perhaps even find a sexual implication in there somewhere which they would find offensive, I'm not sure. So I can't really help you with why it is offensive. I think it is the most beautiful psalm, but I tend to say that about all the psalms because I am just in love with them. So here, I mean, everything is about love and it's a capital letter love. And as a writer, I just love this second uh, uh, 
sentence that says my tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe so I can just imagine myself with my pen and just being ready to to write about the love of God and uh, and and how my heart flows over with gratitude and peace and using this psalm as a prayer I would I would use that theme I would just be grateful for God's incredible love unconditional love um, peace that passes all human understanding the grace that springs from his love here we are adorned with all these amazing things with love with peace with grace um, and of course this beautiful um, passage that I come across as a contemplative fairly often and that is that um, uh, you are closer than breath I mean how wonderful is that thought um, we are closer to God than breath and you know when we sit in silent contemplation we can feel that we can feel that breath we can feel his enormous presence as if he's enfolding us in his arms. Those who listen and heed are blessed beyond belief. There's really something that the psalmist is saying about silence, about praying and reflecting on God in silence as a form of prayer. And that if we do that and we listen, that we are blessed beyond belief. And you know, this psalmist calls us out um, to go forth and share this incredible truth to teach love's ways and asks God to give us strength and to go forth in that way. And that we share this love, this incredible love that we are feeling this grace and this peace that we are feeling through our prayers in listening to God um, with as many people as possible and that we walk with them when they stumble and they will walk with us when we stumble and stumble we will but God's outstretched arms will be waiting for us. The presence of God endures forever so we can sit in that silence and we can reflect on God's presence with us and we can listen to him anytime, forever and ever. The psalm talks about this unconditional love that's love without reserve and again asks our creator, our true heart of love to anoint us with the oil of gladness to share with all. And he talks about the raiment of God. Um, a raiment would be a type of, um, of clothing, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But it's fragrant as blossoms, a fruit of the earth, healing herbs from nature's bounty. This is what God is dressed in. From every direction, stringed instruments will gladden our hearts. This is typical of a psalm. 
because the Psalms were nearly all set to um, music in the temple times and they would have been very often stringed instruments like the lyre. And if any of you have ever listened to um, a violin concerto or just string instruments playing, I mean all instruments are, are amazing, but strings are, tend to have an emotional element to them and they touch your heart. And once again, uh, towards the end of the psalm, we are to incline our ear, we are to listen, we are to leave the past and the past and turn our feet to the path of love. We to open our hearts, we to learn humility, and we are to learn to be blessed in brokenness, in our suffering, um, to see suffering as the gift that brings us, that transforms us, and brings us closer to God. We are refined by fire in our trials and in our suffering. And in joy and gladness, we are led as we awaken to the heart of God's heart. We need not dwell in a house of fear, but we need to dwell in a house of love. You will radiate the light of truth to all the earth. And there you will celebrate the beloved for all generations to come. The people will praise love's way forever and ever. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me. So I leave you to reflect on this beautiful psalm. I encourage you to find it in the Bible, in your prayer book, wherever, and read it. And read it as I did. I read it out loud. And I read it more than once. And then just to then just take ten minutes, if you wish, you can do longer, and reflect on what the psalm is saying to us because it's profound. It's really profound, and it can move us along our path towards Christ. And with that, I say, may you all be blessed, and may you know God's love and God's peace and His grace. And hopefully you will join me again in this medium. God bless you all.